0: You're listening to the Millennial Life Admin Podcast, Episode 9. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Millennial Life Admin Work-Life Money Podcast. My name is Kimberly, and I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills to make and manage your money to create work-life balance. And today, we're going to be talking about being very tired. I don't know about you. But I've been really, really tired lately. And this feeling has had huge impacts on my productivity, which is why today I wanted to talk about productivity in a different light. I think it's very easy to talk about productivity tips when we are motivated to be productive, but it's very different when you're tired. I really want to talk about today about how to stay productive even when you're exhausted. So to give you some backstory on what, how I've been feeling the past couple of weeks, it, I'm, I've been really tired. At, I feel like work, money, and just plain life. I love my job. I love what I do. I really do. But my work has been highly impacted by COVID-19 and it is busier than ever. I am very grateful for my job but the last two weeks have been draining for me. When I first started on the COVID-19 response and everything that came with it, I was working at such a high pace because I had all this adrenaline going and it's passed and actually so has a lot of the adrenaline behind MLA. Like when I launched the podcast, when COVID-19 hit, Um, If you don't know, my job is a part of the government response to COVID-19 and I was on like such a high. Everything was so fast paced and which is the environment I like to be in and everyone went so fast and everything was, you know, so immediate and me and my team were working as fast as possible because we had to. And while it was really, really stressful, I could take it. However, lately I've been running out of steam. Because realistically, it's not a pace anyone can, can can keep up with. I couldn't keep sprinting forever. Eventually, I would have to slow down. But my workload, unfortunately, hasn't slowed down. I've had to come to the realization that the increase in my workload isn't going to be temporary. And this is going to be a marathon. Even after the dust settles and the effects of the pandemics are going to... Um, But the the effects of the pandemics is going to be around for a long time. And that thought has made me feel really exhausted. It's been tiring to keep um, trying to keep up. And the realization that the light at the end of the tunnel has gone a lot farther than I initially thought has really drained me. I love what I do, but not being able to keep up has made me feel kind of guilty. My manager is great. My team is great. And so I know it's not anything anyone can actually do for me. It's something I just have to learn to be okay with, which is not being at my usual productive self, like like not keeping up that pace anymore. I'm just so used to being on top of things, being super responsible, responsive, being a great worker, being so organized and like having that feeling of being inadequate is not settling with me very well. I have to learn now that I can't do everything perfectly every day anymore, and even when I shut down my uh, my computer, I still have a long list of tasks to do for the next day, and I'm only ever adding more. And this isn't just for my 9 to 5, either. I've been feeling this way a lot about MLA in my personal life as well. After I launched the podcast, I was on such a high. I loved putting up content twice a week and Having the content, uh, having the podcast felt like so freeing to me because for like years I struggled to have a consistent blogging schedule because I didn't know what to focus on, but I loved having the podcast because I could talk about whatever I want. And um, I did decide in my last episode, like I mentioned in episode eight, to take a pause for the Black Lives Matter movement, but that break lasted a little longer than I expected. I've been mentally exhausted with so much life admin stuff going on in my personal life right now that that it's just been building up, really. And that's why I wanted to talk today about how to be productive even when you're exhausted. Because I don't know about you, but the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of information out there. And I have this also, like, on top of all of this, I know I'm rambling a lot. I have, like, strata, tax, and tenant property stuff that also deal with, it's just been the bureaucratic joys of adulthood all at once. That's why I really wanted to talk about how I've been struggling with productivity. It's because I've been exhausted on all fronts and I wanted to share how to be productive even when you don't feel like it. Because the downside of not being productive when you're so overwhelmed is that it just builds up. Like if I don't finish the tasks that I'm supposed to, or do things that I I need to do at the pace, it just piles up more and more. And it then it becomes harder to catch up. So that's what this episode is really all about today. How to stay productive, even when you're tired and not only at work, although I will be talking about in, in the context of work, but it, this can also apply if you're working on a side hustle or you just want to be more productive in everyday life. So, this is how I'm staying productive even when I'm exhausted, even when I am so tired. The first strategy I wanted to talk about is to schedule your breaks and take them effectively. Now, I used to tell myself that I could use my breaks to catch up on my work and that I didn't really need them. But the truth is, it's the opposite. If I am feeling overwhelmed at work, I really should not be working through lunch at my desk. I'm also a part of a union because I work for the government. And if my inside reps knew that I would probably be receiving a lecture about how my breaks were fought for by the union brothers and sisters before us seriously like I know unions come with a lot of advantages in the workplace but it's a little cult like sometimes truthfully that hour on my lunch break is not going to make a huge difference if I'm trying to work even though I'm drained it's, I've learned that it's better to take a break and come back refreshed instead of trying to push through it like a sloth. So now I schedule and take my breaks, and it makes such a big difference. I don't know if this is like too TMI, but I also schedule my bathroom breaks because sometimes I forget to take them. However, there is a caveat to this. The trick to taking your break is to also use it effectively. Of course, eating is great and it's a super important part of taking a break. You can't really work hard if you don't have the fuel to do so. But I find that what, what I choose to do on my breaks also has a very big impact on my productivity and my overall mental health. That's why on my breaks, I like to go to a go on a run with my favorite playlist or go for a walk outside and listen to an audio book or podcast. I actually try to refrain from checking social media on my breaks for too long. Sometimes I'll check it on like we at my workplace, we get an hour lunch break and then we get two 10 minutes break, t- two 10 minute breaks. So I'll probably, I usually use that shorter time to check social media, but I, for my long lunch breaks, I try not to go on social media for too long. And there's a reason for that. Um, You know, sometimes I will go on there to post something, but I don't want to scroll social media and this may just be me and just how social media affects me. But personally, I get like, it's so easy for me to go into this social media spiral that makes me feel overwhelmed by information, Um, not good enough. When I start to compare myself to other people, it actually makes me feel worse about myself and then I don't come back being more productive because I just feel terrible about myself or I get so much information when I'm on social media that it overwhelms me and I don't even know where to start or I might see something controversial and it gets me fired up or upset. Um, so even when um, I take my breaks, I t- try not to um, use them for social media. Uh, I want the, the goal of taking the break is actually to come back more refreshed. So for me, the most effective way um, uh, to take my break is actually going for a run. I love running, not actually for the exercise benefits. I, I don't think about running like burning calories or doing anything like that. It's just a way for me to not look at my phone and a way that I can be alone with my thoughts. And when I, do, I when I think, when I tell myself, oh, I don't have time for a run. I realized that is the most important time to actually take a break. When you think that you don't need a break is actually when you should be taking a break. So if you're struggling to be productive, take a break, but make sure that you use it effectively and you're using it in a way that's positive and allows you to come back more refreshed. It can look very different. I used to actually draw or paint on my breaks as well because I found it very relaxing I've watched, sometimes I had certain YouTubers that I wanted to watch on my lunch break because they always made me feel uplifted and positive. It can be a whole diff, a whole series of different things. I've taken, um, you know, courses online during my lunch breaks, but just figure out what's going to motivate you, what's gonna make you feel good at the end of the break. The second strategy I use is to remind myself that, someone else's emergency is not your emergency. Normally, I would not put this much pressure on myself at work. When I first started working like in a career job, I used to take everything in my job so seriously. Like it was the end of the world if I didn't do something right. But slowly, as I progressed, I started to get more perspective in my job. This took a couple of years, but Because I had started working in an office when I was nineteen, I wanted to be taken seriously, and that meant taking my work very seriously. Of course, I still do, but now I have a lot more context in life. I work hard, but to relieve the pressure on myself, I always remind myself that no one is going to die if this doesn't get done. Because let's face it, I'm not a doctor, and I've never worked in something that has like life or death before, so. I try to remind myself, like, someone else's emergency is not your emergency. My work is not life or death. However, that has changed a little bit because of COVID-19 and the way that it affects people and pe- that the fact that people's safety is involved. So I've kind of had to rephrase that saying in my head. Um, so now I go into my work and thinking, is anyone getting going to get hurt if I don't finish this task? And sometimes the answer is yes. So I do have to prioritize my work in those terms. However, there are many people who don't have that kind of perspective on their work and projects and what is actually important at the end of the day. I've met a lot of people, not just at my job now, but like a lot of my career jobs that think that their job is like the most important thing. And it's so easy to kind of stay in that bubble instead of thinking on the like organization or even the world as a whole. So I've had to really... Ha- learn how to manage other people's expectations and the narrative within myself. I'm a natural people pleaser. I want everyone to be happy and everyone to like me, but I've had to let go of that idea. I remind myself that someone else's emergency is not my emergency so if someone needs something done right away, that doesn't mean I have to do it right away because I have to prioritize my work in the greater context. I have to think about, is someone going to get hurt from this? And sometimes the answer actually is no um, if I don't complete this person's task. Now, I let people know that I can't do everything straight away, and the majority of people are very understanding because we have all we all have the same work constraints. I've just really remind myself someone else's emergency is not your emergency because it's important to manage the expectations of others so that I can be productive at the tasks that matter and not walk around with that kind of guilt because that ultimately makes me less productive. When we talk about productivity, I really remind myself to be able to focus on the right types of productivity and pleasing other people just for the sake of it. And just to um, appease that portion of myself is not helpful. So someone else's emergency, not your emergency. And my third strategy for staying productive when even when I'm tired is to figure out what the needle movers are. Not every task is important. Similar to my last point, prioritizing prioritizing tasks is important, but it goes beyond managing the expectations of others. I've learned throughout the years to limit my quote-unquote procrastinate work, which is work that seems like it's productive, but it really isn't, such as color-coding my email labels Or organizing my paperwork or making pretty notes or plans. I'm so guilty of all of this. And even though, of course, that's work and it's okay to do that type of work. But when you're very, very tired or exhausted, you really need to choose how to spend your energy well. So I've learned to focus my time on the tasks that actually move things forward. This is especially important for work that comes from my manager or supervisor, which is also why it's important to manage the expectations of others. Personally, I have created subfolders in my email to actually help me with this and help me prioritize the tasks and concentrate on the needle movers instead of focusing my energy on non-urgent tasks. And this is not just physical energy, this is emotional energy as well when you get involved in something. So my system is everything urgent is kept in my main inbox folders. That Those are the tasks that I have to complete by the end of the day, non-negotiable. Then I have three email folders to help me prioritize my work. I have a folder labeled inbox dash end of day for tasks that are, are not urgent should be finished by the end of the day. And then a second one called inbox action non-emergency for tasks that can wait, but they do need to be completed. And um, the third folder is inbox dash when there's time for tasks that have no deadline and are not urgent to anyone and they just need to be completed eventually. No one is going to notice really. So by prioritizing your workload, it actually allows you to finish the tasks you actually need to get done and be more productive at the those important tasks instead of running around and doing the less important tasks, if that makes sense. Because that's when you start to think that you're being productive. But I've learned that's actually not being very productive on a whole because every task has, you know, its level of importance. So I really focus my energy now on the important tasks. Now the fourth strategy I use is to determine my most productive time and then create my schedule around it. One of the most game-changing things I did to increase my productivity is to figure out which times I work best in and when I'm most productive. So I'm a morning person. I do. T- So that means I do all of my most important tasks in the morning and I've learned how to adopt like this semi-intermittent fasting schedule when it comes to breakfast because I learned that I work best when I'm actually not full. Lunch tends to make me feel like a little heavy and sluggish so I take a late light lunch and I snack throughout the day. I have a rule that I don't eat anything before lunch that's not fruits or vegetables, because then if I'm hungry, I will be eating something healthy and that makes me more productive. So I pair my most productive time with my most important tasks so that I'm using my energy effectively. I've also learned that I'm the least productive at the end of the day. So which means after lunch, um, so I literally like save all my tasks that are really like easy and quick for the end of the day so I can finish them without having to use a lot, of ment- a lot of energy. I also put off some of my favorite but not urgent tasks for the end of the day so I'm more motivated to complete them. If you are tired and struggling with productivity, take note, Of your productivity levels throughout the day and create your workload and schedule around it. I know that might not be the case and you might not have the flexibility all the time with all of your jobs, but it's so helpful just to see when you're most productive and then how to pair the most important tasks with that if possible. And I'm just because I'm a morning person doesn't mean everyone has to be a morning person. I know there's a lot of advice out there that you have to like wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning to be productive, but I don't believe that because everyone works differently. I know a lot of people that get a lot of work done actually in the nighttime, and I don't because at the end of the day I'm like super tired. But some people are like fueled by the the the, the evening. Figure out what works for you, and then create your schedule around it. And the fifth strategy that I've been using to stay productive, even when I'm really, really tired, is to really change my mindset and strive to get as much work done as possible instead of everything done. And I'll explain what that means. So in my case, one of my primary responsibilities at my job is to actually review the work of others and approve of it. Sometimes there's a lot of it and it can be very time consuming. So instead of trying to get everything done every single day um, and, you know, stay in this perfectionist, all or nothing mindset, I just aim to do as much as possible. So when I need to review and approve the work of others, I usually um, block off a chunk of time. It's about an hour and try to get as much done of it as possible and I skim through it and I see what's most important and I do that first so that all of the important tasks can be done that day but I'm not going to be able to finish anything. I used to think that this part of my portfolio always had to get done um, but instead of trying to get it done all done every day um, I focus on just tackling it a little bit at once because I found that at the beginning when I was trying to going into that workload with the mindset of, I need to get this all done, it would be so overwhelming that it would actually paralyze me. And it would actually maybe some days prevent me from doing it because I was like, well, I don't have time to get it all done. So I might as well not do, do this, um, do this portion of my work today, but that's not right. So I try to apply this to other parts of my work as well. Um, it's the same as emails. I just try to reply to as many emails as possible. Sometimes I like feel bad if I'm replying to someone and I didn't reply to their other email because like I don't have time and that was a less important task and I really need to get this thing done. I just tell myself it's okay. I'm doing as much as possible. So this strategy is really around also reframing your mindset when it comes to productivity. Productivity is not about getting as like everything done, not having everything be perfect is just trying to get as much done as you can and that can change. So my productivity levels have changed in the past couple of weeks because like I said at the beginning at the be- when I for a few weeks ago like even a couple months ago like I was going on such a high and I was so productive but I couldn't keep that pace up forever. Um and instead of just trying to get myself back into that Um, pace which was kind of unhealthy Um, I really just strive to being um, the best that I can be instead of being perfect and the last strategy I'm using to stay productive even when I'm exhausted is actually keeping something called a distraction journal now if you've followed me for a while you've heard about me to talk about this before but a distraction journal is something I actually heard on, um, on the Perfectionist Project podcast, which I will link in the show notes. And it has really changed the way I work. I don't know about you guys, but I get distracted very easily. Um, my coworker and I even have a term for it. We call it squirreling when you drop a task to chase a shiny new one. And right now, I have a lot of shiny new tasks all the time. Uh, I actually originally started using a distraction journal for school and for writing papers, but it's also helped me um, on my job and when I work on MLA. A distraction journal is basically a table I keep in my notebook to monitor how distracted I get from each area of like the outside world. Um, At the top of the table, I write down all the things that could be distracting for me. So Um, when it came to school and writing my paper, because I really didn't want to do it, um, it was social media, emails and texts, personal finance and blogging and fidgeting. Then I would put away my phone and whenever I felt the need to reach for it, instead of actually picking up my phone, I would put a tally in the column of why I wanted to reach for my phone. And this has really taught me to understand why I struggle with productivity and concentrating on that instead of just like deleting apps or deactivating social media. So this is more of a productivity tool to use on a whole, not just at work, I found it very helpful in different aspects of my life. And because I actually started using it for when I was um, uh, studying and going to school and writing papers, I've actually found the effects really helpful in my work life. I've learned so much by using a distraction journal, and I've written a whole article on it for the financial diet, which is which I will link in the show notes. They also actually created a, YouTube, a video on it, so I will also um, link the YouTube video in, in the show notes as well, so if you want to hear more about it. But ultimately, using a distraction journal has allowed me to Fight the urges that deter me from being prot- productive, instead of blaming the distractions themselves. And so, I really utilize this strategy and the things I learned for it at work, so that I'm not distracted by every email that pops in all the time. If anything, it's just kind of a neat experiment to do. Um, so. It, by keeping a distraction journal. You don't have to do it forever. I don't do it every day anymore because after utilizing it, I learned how how it impacts me and I've learned what I need to focus on. If you are interested in the template, I have created a a free downloadable um, online distraction journal template and I will link it in the show notes as well. But keeping a distraction journal super helpful and it actually kind of um, floods and the uh, effects flood into different parts of your life. And those were my six strategies of how I'm staying productive even when I'm tired. The past couple of weeks have been really tiring and I'm slowly t- starting to get out of this exhaustion spiral by using these strategies. Uh, to be honest, The one that works best for me is actually taking breaks and resting without guilt. I think so much of our society is built on this, like, quote unquote, hustle culture. And trust me, I've been there. I used to work two to three jobs to keep up. And I eventually burned out because it was inevitable. When you try to keep that kind of speed, you will eventually have to crash I really resisted the ideas, the idea of like taking days off or breaks because I thought I was above it, to be honest. But I actually find that when I try to like power through tasks without making like without taking a break, my productivity levels actually deteriorate. I take longer to do tasks because I'm so tired or um, I make a mistake because I'm so tired and then I have to go back and redo it. Sure. I could keep up a fast pace for a while, but eventually everyone needs a break. That's why employers give paid vacation days and break times. Work-life balance can be hard when you can't control the external factors at work. Unfortunately, I've come to the realization that my work is going to be busy for a long time, and I need to focus on how to create a schedule that is sustainable instead of one that is perfect and allows me to finish all my tasks. The important thing I've learned throughout the past couple of weeks is that I really have to focus on creating productivity strategies for when I feel tired, not when I feel motivated, because when I feel motivated, I can do anything, but to really concentrate on creating a schedule that allows me to be productive even when I'm exhausted. If you can relate please let me know that I'm not alone in this. Um, If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, please take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. I'm at millennial life admin and post it to your stories. I would love to see where you're listening from and that, you know what? You've also kind of reached the end of the road as well because it happens to all of us. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I've really enjoyed being back and being able to talk to you guys. I have really missed it. And so I will talk to you guys soon in the next episode. But until then, happy saving and spending. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Money Life and Men podcast, I highly encourage you to leave a review or rating on itunes spotify or wherever you're listening from this helps more people discover the podcast and become a part of this community remember we're all figuring out this work life money thing together